0: Hey everyone, welcome to Be the Change. My name is Lily Mott, and today I'm going to be talking about how change comes with passion and perseverance. My guest this week is Natalie Magnus, and I want to start off by saying that I really enjoyed making this episode with Natalie. She grew up in Qatar, and a lot of her work revolves around advocating for young people in Qatar and trying to include them in making a positive impact on the country. Natalie shared some great insights with me during this conversation, so without further ado, let's get started with this episode featuring Natalie Magnus.
1: Hello, I am Natalie Magnus. I'm an 18 year old Malaysian living in Qatar, and I'm entering my first year of university in the UK. Um, And I'll be studying the human sciences uh, and which is an interdisciplinary degree that links biology and the social sciences to study humans and society. And for me, I'm really interested in, of course, um, what I do in my degree and also in social entrepreneurship, uh, youth empowerment, woman empowerment and um, education advocacy. And I'm also um, a classical pianist and I love classical music. Thank you so much
0: for coming on the show, Natalie. I am so excited to feature you and, of course, to share your story. So to get started, I would love to know a little bit more about your background and who you are. You mentioned growing up in Qatar, and I would love to know more about the experiences you've had so far that really led you to be passionate about this work that you're doing right now.
1: Mm -hmm, Sure, of course. So I don't think there was a specific point in time where it suddenly became clear to me that I wanted to go down this path or anything like that. It was more um, gradual and um, over. It was, I think, uh, sort of a month long journey that sort of brought me to um, deciding that this was the path that I wanted to uh, take. And I think it all started from when I was founding my first organization, The Sapien because i was in the process of applying to university and i realized that there i really loved my degree and what we do in it basically that um learning all about humans and the way we live and our relationships with one another and with the world and from both a scientific and a like sociological perspective but i realized that no one around me really had that same motivation and passion for that degree as i did cuz no one um i knew was applying for it and just generally i didn't really have anyone to uh, geek out about it with. So I realized that, um, and this was also during the time when the pandemic was really hitting hard here in Qatar. And so I realized what if I could take advantage of the fact that everything's online now and try and find people through that in order to just connect with like-minded people and and to have, have these conversations about these topics together. So I realized that a really um, easy and simple idea might just be to get people from all over the world joining in a zoom call and just basically just discussing these different ideas and so that's how um the, the structure of the sapien just sort of evolved and so what the sapien is now is an international youth organization dedicated to uniting students all over the world in a shared passion for learning through hosting discussions on the human-centered so what we do is every other week we host um, yeah, Zoom sessions with students basically joining from every continent, their yeah, high school to university students. And uh, my co-host and I would present a topic on a different human science or human centered topic. And um, then we will have the an open discussion with all the participants because what we wanna do with the SAPIN is really give that space to people to share their ideas and opinions um, with others, rather than uh, just purely uh, passively listening to, let's say, a panel discussion or anything like that, what we want is for people to engage with one another and learn from one another as well. Because the fact that we get people from all over means that um, the discussions are really dynamic. Because we get to hear the perspectives from different backgrounds and cultures, and that's just so eye-opening. And is it was a really great experience that I and a lot of the participants had going through the sessions, and so that was uh, sort of where it began. And that it was the the roots of it was purely because I really liked what the degree I was going to apply for, but I didn't really have anyone to share that with. And so that's how I sort of started reaching out and connecting with others through that. And then I realized that maybe I could do this for other things that I was passionate about to basically just like reaching out and looking in the wider world with who I can um, connect with and do something with. So um, the Sapient was basically where it all started, but then um, over the other months, I also started getting involved in a few other things. For instance, um, with this uh, woman empowerment organization here called the uh, Futures Female Qatar, which I was an ambassador for for a couple of months. I also was an ambassador for the ASEAN Youth Organization, which is for Southeast Asian youth because um, I'm Malaysian. So it was also really nice to be able to connect with change makers from that region. In addition, i was also uh, selected uh, a bit later on to be an ambassador for the doha debates which is an organization here that is all all about um, connecting change makers around the world to discuss uh, really critical social issues with one another and bringing in really amazing people to learn uh, for us to learn from uh, so that's a few other things i started to get involved with uh, but i would say the second most biggest thing that i had sort of gotten got involved in after the sapien was the uh, Qatar Youth Power Conference, which is some uh, the other thing I founded, which that ended up to be a two-day online uh, youth empowerment conference for the youth of Qatar to learn from and be connected to the leaders and change makers of the uh, country. So uh, what it was, was that, yeah, basically just two days online bringing together the biggest, the nation's biggest celebrities, leaders, innovators, change makers in a series of interactive uh, discussions, workshops, pa- uh, all of that, with um, the students here. And so um, it was a real. I think it was a really great success. Also considering how um, my team of- and I only had about like one and a half months to really put it together, and how we basically we reached about. 1,200 ish um, students from all the schools here. We had around 30 guest speakers and 30 uh, press releases and a few partners and sponsors as well. And um, I was so grateful to all of the overwhelming support that the local community gave. And I think a few reasons for that. Number one, of course, again, the pandemic and how um, because of that so many things were obviously shut down and not really um, active at that point point. and so bringing something online to a community where um, previously no one really had done anything like this um, I think was a really a big factor but then I also think that because no one had done it before that's why it was even more um, impactful I guess because after speaking to some people uh, and participants from the conference I think they they really did it really was quite a significant thing for them, an experience that they, uh, I hope, will they'll treasure for years to come. So I think, um, yes, the Qatari Power Conference, I would say, is my second most like big uh thing that I was involved in and because of that I also got a few more opportunities for instance um I was selected to be a young fellow with the world innovation summit for education to help them curate their uh the youth studio of their summit in December um in Doha, Qatar so I'm currently doing that with them so I guess it's sort of my journey has been sort of like a hot podge of different experiences and things meshing with one another and not really um A specific point when i realized that oh this is this is what i want to do with my life but i think that was sort of my journey and that's also why i'm involved in several things and not just a specific field because i think there there's just too many there are too many things to fight for in this world and so that's why i haven't really restricted myself at least for now (laughs)
0: That makes a lot of sense, and I'm glad that you aren't restricting yourself and that you have so many interests. I think that's great. So I would love to also know some about, obviously, you mentioned growing up in Qatar and, of course, organizing this event to encourage young people to become leaders. So I would really appreciate if you could explain some of the challenges that young people in Qatar are facing today. Can you tell me some about kind of just what it's like to be a young person in Qatar and why it's difficult for young people to become leaders and to really advocate for their interests in that country?
1: Mm -hmm. So I think specifically for the youth in Qatar, one thing that I have seen growing up here is that people um, here, we don't really see ourselves um, like the youth as having much power to do anything or influence any change at all, because here um, it's also quite linked to the unique demographics that we have in this country that where about 90% or more of the country is our um, expats or foreigners, and only about like 500,000 out of the 3 million are actually Qataris. And so because everyone's from all over, whilst of course, that's, ama- that's a great and amazing environment to grow up in. That also means that people are tend to see this place less as a home and more of a temporary thing so they feel less attached to the place and so naturally they'll feel less inclined to really create change here or uh really have any sus- uh, sustainable and long lasting impact after they leave and so that's why i think um is one reason that pe- the the youth themselves don't really yeah see themselves as yeah basically change makers and so that's what i hoped to change through the conference and teach them that and with the help, of course, of the amazing guest speakers that we had that know it, it actually is possible and that you can do anything. Anyone has potential to cause change in whatever field they want to be and have a be a po- positive power for, for impact. And so that's what that's one thing I would say. And also another thing, this links a bit more into the the legal side of things here, where, for instance, like protests are not allowed and it's it's not a thing here. And so a lot of it, there there are a lot of restrictions, I would say, on how vocal we can be about different issues, particularly to do with like human rights or um, like conditions of workers here. For instance, if you've heard like for the FIFA Cup that's happening soon. Um, So all of that. So it tends to be less encouraged here as opposed to other places where things like freedom of speech and stuff are way more prominent. So I would say that's that's the main issue facing youth here.
0: Thank you for sharing that insight into your life and your work. So I want to switch gears a little bit now. So much of your work has revolved around technology from the conference and the Sapien. Both of those projects require technology to connect people from all over the world. And of course, for me, everything that I do with this podcast wouldn't be possible without Zoom, social media, other things like that. So since we are really the first generation to be living with connectivity of this caliber through technology how do you think that's going to impact our future i'd love for you to share your hopes maybe your worries just kind of share your thoughts about the role of technology in our lives as we get older
1: mm-hmm. sure of course so whilst i be, i think of course there's no specific like predictions we can make at this point because of course um, right now, we're only basing it on what um, we've currently experienced and the level of technology Technology has gotten to. So, I mean, but in terms of like a, a sort of just like idea or imagination of what um, it could look like in the future, I think for one thing, no matter if it's more good than bad or the other way around, it's definitely happening and we can't really, it, it's inevitable in the end. What we've already seen with how the technol- the role technology has played during the pandemic has already shown us how we're not gonna get technology out of our lives anytime soon. Of course, then this links to, well, is this a really good thing or, or a bad thing for us? I would say that it entirely depends on how we use it and what sort of decisions we uh, policymakers, governments, schools, um, industries make in order to harness it for the greater good. Because of course I can already think off the top of my head so many instances where technology has failed us, uh, for instance, um, what you see with uh, frauds with like cryptocurrencies online or cyberbullying, bullying or, or even uh, simple and, and seemingly harmless instances online uh, where uh, or, or even things like cancel culture, which um, are definitely um, not very, very significant issues now. For those, of course, that's where um, technology has failed us and not played such a great role. But then I think on the other side, it at the same time it has given us so much, um, even the opportunity like this to speak with people across the globe, and I think that really has impacted so many people for um, for the good. But then again, it hasn't affected everyone the exact same because not everyone has access to online uh, resources and services, or for instance, online learning during the pandemic, whilst when we say um, these things like, oh, um, how these things affect people negatively or positively, of course, we're being quite general, because I think uh, there are still so many people who don't have access at all. And so whilst they might be cut off from certain negatives, they also don't have access to the benefits that it offers. So I think... I, if I had to say if it was uh, more good than bad or the other way around, I would say it would be the former that it's more good because I think it um, with the decisions and uh, the framework we put in place in the future in order to harness it properly, I think it could be a really good force for change uh, and benefit so many people. But at the same time, I think we should we should consider the people who maybe are less fortunate and We're less able to access the things which other people may be able to.
0: Thank you for sharing that insight. And I think it's really important to remember those different levels at which we experience the benefits, but also, of course, the negatives of technology. We don't all have the same access, so we aren't the same in the way that technology affects us. And I love that you pointed that out. So I would also really like to know if there are any quotes or words of wisdom that you try to think about a lot, maybe that you try to live your life by. Does anything like that come to mind for you?
1: Um, I would say. I mean, it does sound quite um, cliche and cringy, I guess, but I would say the the thing which I live by, and I think uh, what um, the last few months of my life has really taught me is that anything is possible if you believe it is, and if you have two things, passion and perseverance, because with those two, pretty much anything you put your mind to, you'll be able to accomplish or solve or strive towards. And um, because I, and I say this because um, a couple of months back, I would not imagine myself where I am today. Of course, there are millions, hundreds of people who have achieved way more and who are uh, obviously making greater impacts in their communities. But them aside, if I'm just comparing myself to myself, I would I would 100% say I would not um, ever imagine myself to have done what I've done or um, even be in this position talking about this um, to you. But then I think because I sort of had this mindset shift that actually I don't have to be a specific type of person or yeah a specific type of person possessing certain skills or qualities in order to achieve certain things and that I can I can try my best I can put in the passion and perseverance to get to whatever it is I want to do and just hope for the best and that no matter what we each of us hold so much potential to do so many things and that only we realize that we actually can can we actually sort of materialize it in the end so I think I think that's what, so basically, if I were to sum it up, I would just say, like, believe in yourself and work hard is is what I would sum it up as. That advice
0: is great. And I'm so glad that you highlighted the importance of comparing yourself to your former self rather than to others. That's such a valuable skill to have. And I think it's really important, especially when you're trying to make change. So I have a similar question to finish up our conversation, and I'm excited to get your thoughts. Lots of young people, particularly college students, want to make a difference and they want to create change, but they may not know where to get started. Do you have any advice for those people who might be listening?
1: Um, I think for them, the number one thing I would say in terms of like hesitancy before like starting is do it. Like 100%, go for it because you're not losing anything at all. You're not losing money or time. Okay, maybe a little bit of time, but honestly, it's it's such a small trade-off for what the potential for it to turn into could be. So definitely, you're not you're 100% not losing anything by trying, and you'll actually lose more by not trying because then you won't know how far you could go and how much how much change you could create. And in terms of more, like let's say, practical advice, I would say uh, is firstly think about what exactly it is you want to cause change for, and what do you what you really care about. Because whilst maybe a lot, of the majority of the people at a specific time maybe are all caring about a certain um, issue, maybe you um, have a certain calling to something else, and so don't follow the herd. Just do um, focus on what you think. Is the most important and prevalent issue in your community and pursue that. So uh, what I would say is firstly do some research and background of reading on it what exactly the whole issue is about so that in order to solve it of course you have to understand it, uh, think about it systematically, talk to other people, ask others for advice, um, all of that in order just to put yourself in the best position so that you can start taking action for it. So I guess those are the two things I would say, like a more mindset sort of take and also um, some practical tips.
0: I am so glad I got to host Natalie on the show because I think she shared some great advice for anyone who is looking to make change. I want to go back and highlight when Natalie said that passion and perseverance are the two qualities that you need to be successful and to achieve anything you set your mind to. Of course, there are many people who have said this in different ways, but I think those two words are important to keep in mind when you're facing a challenge, starting a project, or really at any stage in your life. Keep Natalie's words in mind and remember that change comes with passion and perseverance. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and you can follow Natalie on Instagram at nataliem.piano to get connected with her and she has all of her organizations linked in her bio so check those out too. If you want to talk about anything I mentioned please reach out to me by email at lily at bethechangepodcast.org or on Instagram at be the podcast. Tune in for my next episode but until then Be the change you wish to see in the world. Bye, guys.